The Chiefs just did something that hasn't been done in 20 years. Let's talk about it next. Hello and welcome to the Grind Hours podcast for Monday, February 12th, 2024, a.k.a. Super Bowl Monday, the day after Super Bowl 58, recording this just after 1230 Eastern Time. I'm on Long Island. Nick, the great Nick Paradis, is in the great city of Nashville. And Nick, I want to start this way. Yeah. Because all week... At pretty much all playoffs, I've been saying the following. Don't ever, ever bet against Patrick Mahomes. Don't, Don't do, do it. it. And I was recalling last year when they were underdogs to the Eagles, Mahomes on one leg, I was still saying the same thing. It's still Patrick Mahomes. He is now. Entering a stratosphere that very few athletes, not just football players, athletes are in. And the one word that I think has now become synonymous with him because of this playoff run is inevitable. You don't know how he's going to do it. You don't know when he's going to do it. But it's going to get done, and he's going to be the last man standing. We have a situation where we have back-to-back champion, or a back-to-back champion for the first time in nearly 20 years. They are the fourth franchise ever in the history of football to win back-to-back titles. Or I'm sorry, the, the, the fourth ever to win three in five years. Okay. There have been multiple. I think there's six franchises that have okay one back to back titles. Three in five years. Steelers in the seventies. Yep. Cowboys in the nineties. Yep. Patriots in the two thousands and twenty tens. Yes. And now and the now Chiefs. The, Those are the and four. Now the Chiefs. Okay. Now the Chiefs. So you know we were in the Brady era for a while. We it's are the now Mahomes in the Mahomes era now. We are in the Mahomes dynasty. Like, that's what it is. He, mm-hmm. This is a dynastic run. Back-to-back, three and five years. He is now the third player ever to win three Super Bowl MVPs along with Brady and Montana. He is 28 years old. It's yeah. not like he's 38. He's not. There's The door for him finishing is nowhere close. And what he's doing... There's nobody else like him. The start to his career, this is not hyperbolic. You know one of those secret base charts 
where it's just like everybody else and then one dot all the way at the top of the chart? Yep. That's Mahomes. There's everybody else at the start of their career. And then there's this dot basically on Jupiter. That's Mahomes. The Jeff Francoeur of, of football. Yes. I, I mean, <laughs> you know. You Significantly with... better than Jeff Francoeur. Love you, Jeff. Well, but, but they they put out like one of those every week where like th- this past week, it was what the, the Cavaliers are doing this season. And mm-hmm. it's just like everybody else and then the Cleveland Cavaliers. And it's. That's the way it feels right now in terms of just quarterbacks in the history of football. And I don't want to say he's the greatest to ever play. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't I don't want to go there yet, but he's on the highway and there's no speed bumps. It's yeah. just smooth sailing and he's going 100 miles an hour towards the greatest ever conversation. And that's where I want to start. It was with Patrick Mahomes. For you, what did this game mean to you in terms of his, I don't want to use the word legacy, but trajectory in terms of his career? I mean, he's the most talented quarterback we've ever seen play. Um, this obviously cements him as the goat of a new era. I mean, he's, this is, he said it himself in the postgame. We're not done. Right. We're and still going. Yeah. Uh, this, it was, he's, he's, he could retire now when he's at the Hall of Fame first ballot. I mean, it yeah. was, it was an incredible, incredible game. Um, I tripped on shrooms throughout most of it. <laughs> so my analysis may not be all there this week. Um, this was post partying all night the night before. Um, it, it was a great time. So, um, you have uh, researched more than ever. I have researched less than ever. So I love the <laughs> dynamic we've got going on. Um, no, but seriously, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, what more can you say? He to to win the game the way that he did. Yeah, I mean, I the mean, game was in the in, in San Francisco's hands for majority of it. Yeah, and and, and to to get down drive down the field, like a seven, eight minute drive by the 49ers to absolutely kill the clock. But they left a little too much time. Mahomes gets into field goal range. We're going to OT. And then we could get to this later, but the decision to take the ball by San Francisco, it put everything in Mahomes' hands. He knew what he had to do. He was ready. He stepped up. He delivered. And there's not, there's, it was, it was a Jordan moment. It was a it was a Brady moment. You great players show up like that in those iconic great moments, and that was that was maybe the best drive Mahomes has ever ran as a chief, based on all the pressure that was on the team at the time, everything that needed to happen. He just went out there and he did it, and it was incredible. We will get to the decision for the take the ball, don't take the ball, and OT in a second. Because that's going to dominate conversation today. That is going to be the number one ticket item. Everybody dissecting that to a fine powder. But what I want to talk about with Mahomes is, and you alluded to this, he got it done when it mattered. And great players do that. It might not look pretty for majority of the game. And majority of the game, San Francisco looked like the better team. 
they look like the team that was in three out of the last five Super Bowls. Brock yeah. Purdy looked like he was cool as a cucumber. His I couldn't believe what I was watching. Ice cold. So to be able to do that and to be able to rise to that occasion through the adversity and the entire playoffs. Oh, Mahomes is number one on the road. How is he going to be able to beat the best defense in the league? How is he going to be able to beat this stacked offense of the 49ers against the banged up Kansas City? How is he going to be able to get past the defensive line of the 49ers? And look what he did. They answered all the questions. They answered all the questions when they had to. And two interesting tidbits. Yeah. Mahomes for a second consecutive Super Bowl led the Chiefs in rushing. Rushing. He doesn't do it often. He barely ever does it. Romo said on on the broadcast, the fourth and one when they needed it, it was a read option play. They haven't run that play in four years. Yeah. So he's going to run when it matters. And Travis Kelsey, one catch for a yard at halftime. Second half, eight catches for damn near 100. And he's in the same conversation as Mahomes in terms of winners and when winning when it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Everybody was on Kelsey. Oh, my God. What a choke job. Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, that, this, whatever. He's not ready for the big game because of whatever madness is going on with Taylor Swift. Well, he yep. showed up in the second half. And... I mean, what more do you want from a guy that – and the conversation about him bumping into Andy Reid, wanting to be on the field. Come on, man. No, If there wasn't a camera always on Travis Kelsey, we would have never had that moment. And it's, it's also, I think, been overblown. Um, I mean, again, I was – incapacitated so i I (laughs) can't really comment on what was happening but my my buddy sean said um that he just from reading the lips he didn't think that it was like an attack the way people are putting no he wanted to be in the game yeah and i I get it you know also if you read his lips he says you're a bad which is not really what you say when you're angry at somebody right no, it's a love tap, whatever. The other thing that I want to get to with Mahomes, and we will get to the rest of the team. There's two more things with Mahomes that I want to get to. Then we'll get to the rest of the team and the overtime rolling. Mahomes is not going to play this bad in this game again. Yeah. You're not going to get him to turn the ball over. You're not going to get him where his team has three points at halftime. Or six points at halftime, excuse me. Six. Unless you're the Tampa Bay Bucks. touchdown until the third quarter. Unless you're the Tampa Bay Bucks. Then Brady's not walking through that door anymore. No, no, no. He's not going to play this bad again. That's the thing. This was the 49ers' chance and they missed it. Absolutely. Absolutely it was. And the the last thing with Mahomes that I want to talk about. He's got the second best winning percentage in the postseason ever. Minimum 10 starts. 
behind Bart Wait, Starr. Wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Sorry, go ahead. Um, he's behind. Brady was in the playoffs a lot, but he also lost a lot, so his average is probably down. Um, it's either Montana or Bradshaw. I'm guessing. I'm gonna guess Joe Montana. You're wrong. It's Bart Starr. Bart Starr uh, was nine and one. Bart Starr lost the nine first one. one, nine in a row. Bart Starr two Super Bowl rings. Mahomes second, fifteen and three, eight thirty three winning percentage. Three and counting in terms of rings. Yeah. Then you got Jim Plunkett, Terry Bradshaw, Troy Aikman, Brady, Montana. Well, Montana's everybody way on down. this list, everybody has multiple Super Bowl rings. Yeah. And I mean, come on. Star, Bradshaw, Aikman, Montana, Brady. And Jim Plunkett's underrated. This is royalty. We yeah. are talking about here. And Patrick Mahomes is right there in the middle of it. He's second ever and climbing. So what he's doing, this isn't high. It's not hyperbole when people say, oh, he might be the greatest ever or he's the greatest talent we've ever seen. No one's doing this. Yeah. He is the greatest talent ever seen and he might be the greatest ever. Might be. Might I'm be. okay with that in the conversation. Might be. And guess what? He's halfway to Brady and he's 28. Yep. Halfway. So this is insane. In terms of his team, Nick, you alluded to a comment he made on the post game, on the float, or whatever the hell that thing is. Mm -hmm. He said, we're going to be back. Well, they have a really good young defense. A lot of these guys are either on rookie, are either rookies or second year players. Mm -hmm. They weren't around in 2019 when they first won the ring against this same Niner team. So they're only going to get better. They're only going to draft better, even though they're drafting in the back of the draft. Right. I get Mahomes has a $500 million contract. I get Kelsey might want to get paid a little bit more. Rashi Rice is a rookie. Yep. Isaiah Pacheco, second-year player. So even the guys around Mahomes on the offensive side of the ball are on rookie deals. Not and it, just, it almost seems like it doesn't matter who you plug in on offense because no. Mahomes is just going to make it work. Justin Watson had like four or five big catches. McCole Hardman who caught was the on winning touchdown pass. He was not the GOAT in terms of greatest of all time, but the butt of every joke. Him yeah. and Kadarius Tony. You couldn't find guys that were more of the center of attention in, in the worst way. Yeah. Nicole Harmon fumbling out of the back of the end zone. Kadarius Tony having ridiculous comments and not even playing in this game. McCall Harmon was on the Jets at the beginning of the year. With that psychic saying that the Jets were going to win the Super Bowl, I forget the score. Mm -hmm. And McCall Hardman was the, the center of attention there. And then he catches the game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl for the Chiefs. Wasn't even there. Maybe the psychic uh, just saw McCall Hardman and assumed that he was Maybe. on the Jets still. I, I, I doubt that that guy... Uh, there's a lot with psychics that I'm not really all there with. Especially when he went to every single damn team and, and said they were going to win the Super Bowl. Stop mm. it. Stop it. 
this team is only going to get better. And they have a chance to win three in a row. Something that I believe we haven't seen since the 70s. Yeah. I don't know if we've ever seen it, actually. I believe the, the Steelers of the 70s won three in a row. The, Let's tweet me, me if I'm that. wrong. I don't care. But we're in rarefied air with this team, with Andy Reid as the coach. Who is ooh, ooh. The NFL has never had a team win three consecutive Super Bowls. All right, so the, this could the be more it. history. More history. And you have Andy Reid, who's 50-something wins away from the all-times win record. Mm-hmm. And as long as he's got 15 on the sidelines, he can stack up the Super Bowl rings. Yep. Because they're going to be back. And I'm sorry, that division... Is it's like Brady? It's Mahomes's until he retires. He's gonna be back. Yes, he didn't have. It wasn't as Van Pelt put it in his one big thing, the Arrowhead Invitational in the postseason. He actually went on the road and won. Yeah, he can go in your building and beat your ass, and and you can come to his, and it's gonna be the same result. It is insane, and I don't want to. I'm not trying to be that guy today because that's why I research as I'm as researched as I've ever been with, with this podcast as any of I've ever done, because I don't want to speak out of turn in terms of the greatness that we're seeing and be a prisoner of the moment. But it's kind of hard to do so from where this team was against the Eagles when they lost on Monday Night Football, when they lost on Christmas Day to the Raiders, when yep. the Raiders didn't complete a pass from the first quarter on, the Bills loss with the Kadarius Tony forward lateral or the the Kelsey lateral to Tony that didn't matter because of the offsides. This team was as criticized and not chief like in air quotes as you could possibly get, and yet they're the last team standing. And they did it in style, man. Amazing playoff run. Two road wins. Come back in the Super Bowl. What are you going to say now? Seriously. Nothing. Yeah. And I said this jokingly to anybody who would listen, because I was a huge chief backer in terms of betting. I, I bet them all week. I bet them at halftime when they were down. Smart. This is the last time you're ever going to have Mahomes get points. He's never going to be an underdog again. And he said such post-game as well. The Chiefs are never underdogs. They're not. Because of him, 15. Doesn't matter. Let's get to the overtime decision from the yeah. 49ers. Let's take a quick break because my door dash is here. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about the overtime rolling right after this. Line shopping for the best odds matters, and that's why any profitable sports better needs to be using multiple sports books. Thankfully, there's never been a better time to get signed up, and I'm here to connect you with the best possible promotions 
industry-wide. Using my link, signupexpert.com slash grind, you get access to all the sportsbooks in your area, along with a review of each platform and its unique features. Most importantly, this page automatically connects you to the top promotions at each book, allowing you to start line shopping with an enhanced bankroll. If you want to take advantage of all these benefits and support the podcast, sign up for your next sportsbook at signupexpert.com slash grind. Again, that's signupexpert.com slash grind. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes. Coming back here, let's switch to the 49ers really quickly. Mm. And let's talk about the decision to go for it or to take the ball in overtime. Because with the new rules, both teams get possession. And the only way the game ends is if there's a defensive score on the first possession. Mm -hmm. The other thing that a lot of people were like, why are they waiting for the t- clock to turn down? It was still Kansas City's first possession, so we would have had a second overtime period because yep. it was technically still their first overtime possession, which I don't mind. People will say, well, that's ridiculous. If the overtime expires and they're losing, they should lose the game. Whatever. It was their first over. That's the new rule. That's what people wanted. Yeah. And now that you have it, you're complaining. So people will never be happy. But good the lesson de- to learn. The decision, absolutely. The decision to take the ball. I was very interested to, to hear Kyle Shanahan's post game pre- press conference for that exact reason. And I knew it was a bad idea because during my trip, I hallucinated Coach Donahue standing next to me. And he said, Oh, I wouldn't do that. not making that up that really happened i wanted for me take the ball or take the ball second because you know what you have to do you know i gotta go down and score a touchdown to tie this thing i gotta kick a field goal to you know tie it or you know a field goal potentially wins it yeah if you get a stop so i would defer personally but Shanahan admittedly said we didn't have a lot of experience with this not a lot of teams do it's a brand new rule when you were playing football for 98 years a certain way Mm -hmm. so it's a new rule Shanahan and his group hasn't had a lot of experience in overtime with the new rule and he knew who he had on the on the sideline the opposing sideline so he said, if we get the ball third, we know what we have to do. He was already accounting for the Mahomes counterpunch. Yeah. The but- thing with going for it first, and this was an old chief adage when the Chiefs were the highest rolling offensive team in the game, which 
They are no longer right now. Mm -hmm. You had to get seven instead of threes when you're playing Mahomes and the Chiefs. I think. I mean, I don't. I don't like the decision to to go for it first. I I disagreed with it at the time. I disagree with it now. I don't think it's as indefensible as a lot of people are making it out to be. You've you've just laid out the case, obviously, of why you may want to do that. Um, the other thing is that his defense was gassed. Yeah, and, and it they showed needed a break. That, it showed in that pos- the last possession of the game. It mm-hmm. showed they that needed that- a break. They needed as much time as yes. the offense could give them. But and even with all that said, it's it's still. I mean, obviously, it's Monday morning quarterback. Literally, at this point, it's second guessing, but. If the Chiefs, if everything goes the same for the Chiefs drive, they start out that fourth down. If they're going first, they're probably punting they're in punting. that situation. Yeah, they're and punting. Then, and then 49ers, the game is yours. A field goal wins it at that point. So here's the reason why I don't, I don't think it's as indefensible. Because you are already accounting for Mahomes counterpunching. Mm-hmm. You already know you're in your mind when you're taking the ball, thinking there's going to be three possessions, ours, yeah. theirs, and ours again to win the game. But then that requires you to score a touchdown, and they failed to do that. That's exactly what I was about to say. If you do that decision, your kicker's on the sidelines. Yeah, you have to get in the end zone. You have to score seven. Which and makes the decision to turn away from the run at the end of the drive all the more puzzling. Because I see Christian McCaffrey's your best guy. Put it in his hands. Get him into the end zone. Whatever you have to do. I'm glad you brought <laughs> M- M- McCaffrey up. In that overtime period on that drive, I know that the, the blocking was fantastic, but he was a one-man wrecking crew. Every single time they needed a big play, he answered the call. Yep. And he's the first player in Super Bowl history to have 75 plus rushing and receiving yards in the game. He had 80 on the ground, 22 for 80, and eight catches for 80 yards and the uh the touchdown, the opening touchdown. Yep. of the game. John Jennings, the best uh the best quarterback in the game last night. Jawan Jennings, the only passing and receiving uh, receiving touchdown. Only you, other guy to do that? Uh, that Foles. would be Nick Foles, yeah. I was going to say, um, did you know uh, John Jennings was a quarterback recruit out of Murfreesboro High School here in I Tennessee, had no idea. Middle Tennessee? No he, idea. He, he was recruited to the volunteers as a quarterback and moved to receiver. And he was actually ranked higher than Purdy and Mahomes in that class. That's insane. Yeah. We'll switch to Purdy now, because for me, in terms of the big legacy word, and I don't really like that word, he was, for me, the guy that it was going to change the most, whether he won or lost. Mm -hmm. Because in my mind, he was either going to be great and win the game, or he was going to be lousy. And he was going to lose the game. But he, he was, was good as you wanted him to be. 
Yeah, and he was very good and they lost, which is not necessarily something I was accounting for in my predictions. Neither was I, because he had to be good, and he was. And all the game manager stuff, for me, out the window. Absolutely out the window. I'm not saying he's a top 10 quarterback. He's better than this guy or that guy or whoever. But he is I will above say above whatever you think he is. I will say this. Brock Purdy may be a game manager. I will have to watch the footage again sober and decide for myself. Um, <laughs> Brock Purdy may be a game he, he, Brock I'll I'll just for the sake of of going against you, I'll say Brock Purdy's a game manager, but he's one of the best, if not the best, game manager quarterbacks the game has ever seen. And I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and say he's a system quarterback. He's a he's a good Everybody's quarterback. A system quarterback. Mahomes is a system quarterback. But he's a good. He might not be great. Yeah, but he's good and. Guess you, what? You can win a Super Bowl with this guy. They yes. had multiple chances to do so. Absolutely. And he did everything you wanted him to do. He didn't turn the ball over. He didn't really get sacked all that much. Yeah. When he had to make a play with his legs to extend a play, he did. I feel like a lot of people get caught up on you can win a Super Bowl with this guy. It, it, when they say it, they don't really mean that. They mean he's won a Super Bowl before. Right. Brock Purdy, because people are going to say, you can't win with this guy. Look what happened. You can. You just need a couple better play-calling decisions here and there. <clears throat> Kyle yes. Shanahan. Um, Matt Ryan, you can win a Super Bowl with him, <laughs> or you could have. You know, there's it's it's very it's very rare that a quarterback gets to the Super Bowl and you can't win it with him. You know, and how many guys will look Mahomes in the face and get scared? He looked. I said it earlier. He wasn't afraid at all. As stone cold as you could possibly be in the biggest game of your life. I thought he was going to be. Timid and scared and rushing a little bit to begin the game. Yeah. No. I mean, his final stat line, 23 of 38, 255 and a touchdown. No picks. Fantastic. What more do you want? Went down the field three times, twice in the fourth quarter, once in overtime, to give his team the lead as he's walking off the field. The problem is they settled for three. A lot. And you can't do that against Mahomes. When you have the ability to cut the head off the snake, do it. Or else that snake's going to come back and bite you. And that's what happened. It's a lesson that Kyle Shanahan now should be well-versed in. Yes. Because it's happened to him twice. So, I... I'm not going to, and, and the other thing here too, I'm not going to sit here and say this is an all time great Super Bowl. It was a good one. It was fun. But I do want to sit here and give some credit to a couple of guys on the losing side. McCaffrey already gave his flowers. Mm -hmm. But Fred Warner, 
Yep. Really good game. Chris Conley, the former chief. Yeah. You could have made an argument halfway through the third quarter. He was the MVP of the game. Yeah. He played that well. Jake Moody, I know he had a an extra point blocked, and that's probably the difference in the game. Mm-hmm. But he made every big field goal kick he had to. He had the, the game Briefly on the line. Briefly had the record. Yeah. Briefly had the record. Yeah. For all of like an hour. And then Harrison Bucker beats him with a line drive kick that barely made it. Yeah. But he had the, the Super Bowl on his foot. A lot of people shanked that from the right hash mark. Drilled it. Mm-hmm. And again, I know. You settle for three over seven against Mahomes, you lose oftentimes. But they were in a position where they could win, and it was on the foot of Moody. Dre Greenlaw, get well soon. Uh, he was the last guy I was going to mention. When we say you can get injured walking down the street, getting in your car, this is what we mean. Drake, yeah. he was just running onto the field. Blows out his, Achille- or his Achilles knee, I forget what it was. It was Achilles, but yeah. He blows out his Achilles. Walking, running out of the field in the Super Bowl after a kickoff. When does that happen? Never. That's as freaky as you can get. So Chase Young showed up finally. Please get well soon, Dre Greenlaw. Speedy recovery to you. That's one of the moments where you say on the San Francisco side, how are you going to get up from this? Yeah. Because he's one of those leaders on that team, and he's a difference maker on that defense. So that's one of the moments early on in the game where you go over to that San Francisco sideline and you go, oh, crap. We got to go up against this guy, and mm-hmm. we're, we're a big guy down. So I wrote down a list of quotes um, that were said at, at my Super Bowl party that I was okay. at. For, this is just for the first half. I was I was in the zone in the second half and wasn't writing things down if you catch my drift. Uh, are you tripping? Me, yeah. Um, Chris Jones, the king of only showing up in the fourth quarter, is showing up in the second quarter. Um, Chase Young sighting. Chase Young. I mean... The defensive line was the other group that I wanted to mention for the Niners. They they yep. answered the bell. They, they did. did. Nick and Bosa. Eric Armstead was awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. game. Nick Bosa, pretty good game. Yep. Uh, this is going to be Patriots-Rams all over again, isn't it? It looked that way, yeah. It did. Um, I'm sick of this horse <laughs> Bring on Usher. That was said a lot in... Uh... At Morgan's house with me and Morgan watching the game. She yeah. wanted Usher immediately. And of course, our repeated joke throughout the evening, script is in. And that, I don't want to get into that because... It's, listen, it's not scripted, but it's a funny statement to say. I mean, how can it be? We just talked about the, the Drake Greenlaw injury. You can't yeah. script that. No. You can't script Mahomes down 10 throwing a pick in the first possession of the second half and oh I did I, I do remember I did compare uh, George Kittle being off 
in the medical tent for all of two minutes and then coming back on the field fine. Uh, I I did compare that to Paul Pierce his pants. (laughs) I mean, George Karloftis had a, I guess, dislocated ring. Something was up with his ring finger on his right hand. Mm -hmm. He wanted to stay in the game. And I'm like, they're just going to let him stay in the game after all that? Whatever. It's the Super Bowl, man. They don't have to worry about him playing next week. Get out no, there and th- win. No, there's, but there's certain rules that you have to still abide by medically, to, and you have to miss a play if you're injured. Really quickly before we get to the, the third block here, I want to mention the commercials in the halftime show. I yep. thought Usher was fantastic. Oh, so did I. Good. Great show. I don't want to compare yet but I would probably pick Rihanna and the host of people in LA for me over Usher, but it was still fantastic. The, the Alicia Keys portion of it was my favorite part. I was, I was big on the, the ludicrous special appearance. The little John just in the middle of the crowd was fantastic as well. Oh yeah. I love that. I love that when he got up on stage, he just sort of walked away behind everybody. Yeah, I mean, he knows his role. Yep. So I thought really good, solid halftime performance from Usher. And now with the commercials, I thought they were awful. (laughs) I thought they were dreadful. I there were some there were some stinkers. Um, the uh the. Jesus, he washed feet. That was presumably written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. Um, I mean, there's a lot of them that are just bad. We got three Tibu commercials. That one, that that's the worst of all of them. They they yeah. spent that much money for that for that ad. They must have a billion dollars. Shop like a billionaire. My favorite. So I I had two favorites. Yeah. I had the Bud Light Genie. Which that was, was a good pr- one. And the Duncan Kings, or the Dunk Kings, with uh, Affleck, Brady, and, um, oh my God, why am I blanking on, and Damon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Silver medal, probably, to the Doritos commercial. I liked the, um, I liked the Google, um, Google Pixel commercial with the blurry vision. That was a good one. I made a I made a killer joke at the party. It was like POV, you're Cheyenne without glasses. <laughs> that was a fun one. The Michael Sarah, Sarah V. That was a good, that was a pretty good one. But overall, I just thought bad commercial year. Which happens. Yeah. They can't all be great. And it's something that is inconsequential that I kind of care about. Ooh, the um, the Arnold Schwarzenegger State Farm. That was neighbor. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That was pretty good. That was pretty Danny good. Danny DeVito at the end saving it. Right. <laughs> All right. So we have our, I think we have the platform. Yeah. Of... The worst, in my opinion, Volkswagen. Not great. Not great. The, the, the slogan should have, I mean, starting in 1949 was a clever touch. The slogan should have been Volkswagen. <laughs> Please don't think about Nazis or diesel when you think of us. I mean, so I'll get off. I don't really want to get off that subject on that. But, you know, mm-hmm. brands be better 
for next year. Yes. Bring it more. And I know you got to spend an arm and a leg. But maybe a little bit more levity. Just a tad. And I like the I like the sappy every once in a while statement commercials. I do. They're important. But overall, from the rest of the people that are not trying to make the three statements that we have every year. Yep. Just bring comedians in to write the sketches or the, the commercials. Yeah. We will wrap the podcast up, not with overreactions, but with the game-changing play. Yes. Right after this. SeatGeek is the number one ticket app for buying and selling tickets. Sports fans, music fans, comedy fans, theater fans, fans of tickets. Use my code GRINDHOUR to get into the building to get yourself a seat. Again, that's code GRINDHOUR at checkout for $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. One more time, code GRINDHOUR. That's G-R-I-N-D-H-O-U-R at checkout. Sports betting has rapidly risen in popularity, and I want to connect you with an opportunity to get started or even get ahead. Having multiple sportsbook accounts is the simplest way to maximize your profits, and there has never been a better time to sign up. When you visit my page, signupexpert.com grind, you'll be able to get connected to all the sportsbooks in your area, along with a review of each platform and its unique benefits. All of these sportsbooks have valuable sign-up offers for new users, and when you register using my link, you will automatically receive all the top offers at each one. When you use multiple sportsbooks, you ensure that you always have the best access to all the available odds, which is key to successful sports betting. If you want to take advantage of all these benefits and support the podcast, sign up for your next sportsbook at signupexpert.com slash grind. Again, that's signupexpert.com slash grind. All right, Nick. This is usually the overreaction portion. Mm-hmm. I got an overreaction. The FanDuel Gronk missing the kick commercial is the worst of all time. I don't... I, 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 Carl Weathers, RIP. I, I thought that was a tremendous touch. I won money on Gronk missing, by the way. Mm. So I, I'll just add that to the winning Super Bowl bets that I had along with the Chiefs. The Snapchat one was pretty bad, too. I mean, come on. What are we doing? What are we doing? No more social media. Do you we realize have... what your company is? Right. Come on. Be self-aware a little bit. No Tide commercials, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, surprising. Whatever. Robert F. Kennedy's campaign ad. Right. Well, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> Come on. I want to get off the commercials yeah. quickly. Sure. And get to the, the play that changed the game in your eyes. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the fumbled punt with... 232 to go in the third that led to immediately the first Chiefs touchdown, which again, the Chiefs' first touchdown of the game yeah, was with two and a half minutes to go in the third quarter. But that punt that hits the leg of the San Francisco gunner that leads to that touchdown, that's where for me I said, the Chiefs are winning this game. I don't yep. know how, but they're winning this game. I was going to say the blocked extra point. Okay. I that mean, was the moment to me where the, the momentum fully shifted. 
Yeah, I, I, I get you. But And that's probably secondary for me. Mm-hmm. Was that blocked extra point and you go, uh-oh, now all you need is a field goal to tie this game. He's going to get three. Yeah. He's at least going to get three. But the reason why for me it was the, the fumbled punt off the foot is Mahomes immediately throws the touchdown pass to MVS. And if you're San Francisco, you go, now we're down. We've been leading for basically three quarters of this game. Mm -hmm. We've had all the momentum. We've gotten all the rules. Now we're down. Now Purdy has to go up Everest to win the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, that's the moment really where they looked in the mirror and went, now we really have to kick it in gear. And I didn't think they could answer the bell that late into the game after, again, all the momentum. They survived the halftime nonsense. They forced a turnover on the first possession of the second half. So they were rolling. And then all of a sudden it comes to a screeching halt and they look up at the scoreboard and they say, we're down. I just thought that was the moment where if you're a Kansas City fan or Kansas City backer, you go, the game's over. I almost put out a tweet (laughs) after the MVS catch. I I almost put, that's game. Yep. Because for me, that's when it felt like the Chiefs were going to raise the Lombardi. But I I hear you with the the missed extra point because all you're thinking is, man, if we kick that extra point. They need a touchdown. They need a touchdown. They need to go the length of the field. They need all four downs. And we're up four instead of up three. And again, I, I there's two, I guess, themes to this podcast. Mahomes is inevitable. And seven over three. Yep. So go for the score. You gotta, you gotta beat this. You, you can't let Mahomes hang around. You can't. How many times do we, do we have to say it? And again, he's never going to be an underdog again, ever. This has cemented his place in terms of dominance. And one last thing on Mahomes before I, I roll the red carpet out for you, Nick. Yeah. He's never going like this. This is a quarterback league. How many times do we say we need a quarterback to win? You don't got that. You don't got a shot. Kansas City has the best quarterback in the game. Yep, and they're underdogs the entire playoffs except for the freezer bowl in Kansas City against the Dolphins. Underdogs the entire way. Stop Yet betting they against have the best Mahomes. Guy. Stop betting against Mahomes. Does that make any sense to you? No. You got the best guy in a quarterback sport, and yet we're, we're betting underdogs. We got people picking up against us. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Stop Kirby giving... Smart could, should be the next coach at this team. Maybe. Can, he, he does uh, love being the underdog. One more thing. Yeah. Stop giving champions bulletin board fodder. And I, I, I hear a lot 
with a lot of people that I work with. Oh, well, if you need that at this stage in the game, you're you're crying for something else. No. Everybody, the players read the stuff. They do. Yeah. They hear it all. They have a megaphone pointed towards it so they can hear it because they use it as fuel. It's human nature to do that. Mm-hmm. So stop giving it to the greatest players of all time. <laughs> what are we doing? I'm happy about it because I won a ton of money last night. I cleaned up. I cleaned up this entire postseason. I had a horrible year of betting in the regular season. Thank you, Patrick Mahomes, for making it all back and then some in the postseason. So with that, we can put a giant car commercial size bow on the 23-24 season. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs becoming the first back-to-back champions in damn near 20 years. Congratulations to Patrick Mahomes. Congratulations to everybody in the Kansas City organization. Congratulations to Taylor Swift. Sadly, no proposal. No proposal. You lost your bets if you thought he was going to bend down on a knee. Taylor Swift stopped scribbling in her notebook. Babe, what do you think of this for the new album title? The Tortured Poets Department. Travis (laughs) Kelsey looking up from his bowl with a mouthful of kibble. You're literally so smart. I mean, <laughs> that's one thing that I'm happy is going to be over. Is that whole Swift nonsense with this? Yeah, but it we doesn't got matter. Jason Kelsey and Ice Spice talking. We do, and I the, the one thing I was missing was the the shirtless Jason Kelsey cutaway. Yep, I just wanted to see him with like one shoulder off of the overalls, bare chested, mm-hmm. with two beers and doing it like stone cold style that's what i wanted of the the kelsey cutaway we never got that are you are you ready for the britney mahomes sports illustrated swimsuit issue i don't want to i don't want to discuss that i don't care i don't care good for her yeah good for her i hope it makes a gazillion dollars and they make more money good for her yeah i don't really care i'm not hating on it it's just not for me not for me. Speaking of a gazillion dollars, I wonder what Patrick Mahomes is going to do with his Super Bowl bonus this year. <laughs> Maybe he'll buy um, he'll buy another team in the in the Kansas City area. Maybe a little entrepreneurial spirit. <laughs> Nick, I think that's a good place to end. You can give your final thoughts on the twenty three twenty four season, and then the red, and then the red carpet's all yours. It had its ups and downs, you know. (laughs) I did not enjoy much of the football played by the teams that I stand for on this show. (laughs) There were a lot of gaps in my happiness as a football fan. But you know what? They they we ended with some all time great playoff performances. Uh, you know. I I was very happy, very happy watching the Super Bowl. I was in the Zen. Tell the people what you got going on, where they can find you, all that good stuff. At the bad ideas, the underscore bad underscore ideas underscore on uh, all social medias, at Nick Parodies on all social medias. Dysfunctional EP coming at the end of the month. Blue House every Monday night, but not tonight because I'm working. 
So most <laughs> Monday nights, um, Valentine's Day is coming up. Get a good gift. Get a good gift. Treat your partner. That's my uh, Valentine's Day advice. I thought you were coming at me for a second with that. No, uh, no, that, not uh... you. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you've done all the necessary things that you need to do. I have. I've, I've, I've crossed those boxes, but... I was coaching myself, you know. <laughs> make sure... Make sure that this this museum excursion is is everything that it could be. Nick, thank this you stone so much. Museum excursion. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on for yes, sir. I believe the sixth, seventh year in a row of wrapping up. So I enjoy every single Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, whenever we do it, wrapping up the football season. This podcast, no less. Thank you so much for coming on, man. I'll of talk to you soon, all right? Yes, sir. On this side of the coin, out the fake Jay Leo on Twitter, jadeoutofsports.blogspot.com, and of course, this podcast. If you reach this point, please like, subscribe, share this podcast with somebody who you see and fit. If you're new to the show, please download the show. It means more to the show than you know. First off, I just want to say huge thanks to Nick all season for coming on yet again to wrap up every single week of the football season. It was... A tremendous year, a fun year, fill in the blank. I'm so happy to have him alongside with me for, I believe, the sixth year, sixth or seventh year in a row. So thank you to Nick. In terms of the blog, just go subscribe. I got a couple of pieces in the works. You'll get a notification in your email when I drop a piece. And of course, this podcast. Friday, basketball. We got to talk hoops. Now that football is over, transition to hoops. Maybe a little bit of hockey here and there. Not saying on Friday, but here and there. And of course, we're three days away from pitchers and catchers. One day closer to the baseball season. And you know, I'm extremely excited about that. But until Friday, from the sweet words of Semisonic, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Peace.